0: Welcome to the Fearless Happiness Podcast, where we showcase phenomenal individuals who have overcome serious traumas, life obstacles, and challenges to find their own path to fearless happiness. Listen as Max Naist invites guests from all around the world to share their experiences and spread strength, hope, and faith. This is the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and this is Max Naist. All right, everybody, good
1: morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in this world. It's Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and I have a very, very special guest today, Braca Getz, who has written 41 children's books. But you know how I like to do it, everybody. So, Braca, what I like to do is have you introduce yourself to my audience, like who you are and exactly what it is you do, and then we're going to get rocking and rolling.
2: Okay, great. What I say, All these books that I've written, they all have one thing in common. They're all, they all help children's souls to shine. That's, that's what they all do. Now, like some of the books are about the prevention of abuse. Um, I have books about swimming safely, eating healthy foods, exercise. I have books about learning disabilities, how to interact. With someone with learning disabilities, and then I have like more spiritual books, but but the books about the helping us to be healthy, and that includes prevention of abuse, they all help children's souls to shine because if if you know if you don't have a healthy body, that's all part of of being able to fully shine in this world, so.
1: Absolutely. Right. And, you know, and yeah, you know, as well, and I know growing up, right. I didn't have, we didn't have like a lot of this stuff they have today where the focus is right on better health. And, but I mean, you just, you just said it, right. Like you got children's book on, on physical health, spiritual health, um, learning and right. And that's, what we need to do with our children because i you know i'm a father my kids are adult children now but i have 10 grandchildren right so
2: wow you know
1: and i i want them to learn the things that i really never got to learn when i was growing up right because it either wasn't available right Right. and um and, and i'll be sure to get some of my grandchildren your books that you have written for them because right and even as adults, right? Some of the things they teach us in school that we, sh- you know, learn back when we were younger, they don't teach us anymore, right? Like they don't teach us about entrepreneurship or, um, you know, certain things that I think, right? It, I mean, yes, we need to learn math, English, reading and writing, of course, but this, the real life stuff that I think would help any of us, like back when we, you and I were younger, they didn't teach to us, right? So yes. it's. You know, Braca here has taken you know the bull by the horns and is doing that with her children's books. So I appreciate that.
2: Thank so you. What I was
1: going to say, Braca, is please tell us like what what were some of the things that you grew on up? You know, whether you're a child or your teens or even a young adult, like what were the things that got you to say, "I'm going to write children's books so I can help them grow up and be like you said how." healthy souls and have their souls shine. So what were some of those things that happened to you that brought you into this, uh, being an author of children's books?
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying to write the books I wish I had as a child. Those are the books I really wanted. I wanted to know. What's the purpose of life? Like basic stuff. How can I live a happy life? I'm teaching like basic happiness skills to young children so they can have those tools the rest of their life. Why have to struggle to gain them? You know, learn Why? them early on in life. Exactly. In fact, what's very funny to me is like my books about the prevention of abuse are, I think, my most popular books. They're in like, 150,000 homes and children come up to me and they go, Oh, I love those books. And I'm like, I didn't expect that. I, I wrote those books to help children, but I didn't expect them to love them because I mean, they're on serious topics, but I, I do, I try to present them in a clear and joyful way so they can readily absorb the messages. And I find that children love. Having clear guidelines presented in a very simple, clear way. They love it. It gives a child a sense of more trust in the world to, to know what should I be afraid of? What shouldn't I be afraid of? What, what, you know, what's the world all about? So that's what I love explaining in my own childhood. Um, I wasn't brought up in a spiritual kind of way. And, and somehow when I turned 12, as I became an adolescent, I started searching for that. Like I felt something was missing in my life and I didn't know what it was, but I just began to search in all different ways, you know, experimenting with things. Of course, drugs at that time, um, relationships, um, environmental stuff. I was, and and different religions. I was looking into all kinds of things, like, like others' religions, not my own, because I didn't think that could be spiritual, you know? So I was like (laughs) a big searcher. And what happened was I developed food addictions. So it was, it got more and more as a teen, a girl like, starts to get a lot of messages, especially girls, that you you should be thin and stuff like right. that. So I got really into dieting, like restrictive dieting. But then when that got too much, I would have these like uncontrollable binges, binge eating. So it was one or the other, like dieting or binge eating. And so from the outside, nobody could tell how I was suffering because I wasn't obese and I wasn't like emaciated. So you had no idea what I was going through. And, right. you know, like, like with all addictions, it was done secretly. Nobody could see what I was doing. I always did things privately and it, an addiction becomes a prison. It gets, the walls get narrower and narrower. And that's what happened to me. Believe it or not, like I, In my big search for meaning, I studied really hard at one point, and I actually got into Harvard, and I I went to Harvard, and you would think I was in my search for wisdom, but at Harvard, I actually got sicker and sicker with these addictions, and again, nobody could tell. I graduated from there. I went on to medical school, and by medical school, it was the absolute worst. I was really actually hitting rock bottom there. I was a mess, and I couldn't function anymore. Um, I went for help. That's when I finally admitted what was going on in my life. And it was really interesting because I, I went to meet with a psychiatrist there, and, and the psychiatrist said, you know, I think that what you're looking for is something spiritual you might really look in that direction. So what happened was that summer I went to Israel for six weeks and I didn't come back. I I lived there for 10 years and I immersed myself in learning about my roots and my own heritage. And I found like spiritual answers that I never expected in my own backyard in a way.
1: Right. And and sometimes that has to happen, right? You like you, you said it perfectly, right? So as you know, there's that stigma with addiction, right? Usually when you tell someone, if I said, Raka, I'm an addict, right? I'm a recovering addict. You might just because of what's in the media and stuff, think of, oh, he's either that guy drinking out of a brown paper bag, right? Or the guy with the needle in the arm, which was, that was me, but I hid it well, yeah. right? and and one thing that people you said it perfectly right people could be in the middle of the most extreme portion of their addiction but we hide it well right we we can we can put up that wall that mask as they say and to everybody else right we're we're fine we're good yes but on the inside we're in complete turmoil right and but like you said it like with Especially females, right? Especially in our society, right? It's like you got to be that that beach model or whatever that can wear a bikini on any day of the week, right? There's not an ounce <laughs> of fat, the big boobs and big butt or whatever. You know what I mean? And I mean it's sad because I've watched my own daughters go through that kind of stuff where right. they don't think they're pretty enough because they've gained a right. few pounds or they're ugly. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh my god, you're perfect. Exactly the right. way God made you just embrace who you are, right? And there was another thing you said that caught my attention, right? Because that's what I was trying to get at when we started was in school, they don't teach us about finding purpose, right? right. Or or who, what our journey is going to look like or what we, you know, it's, all, oh, it's that same old be a doctor, uh, a teacher, you know, a scientist or whatever, right? don't go you know they don't talk anything about purpose at least i don't remember going through elementary junior high and high school about going having a teacher going hey max what's your purpose right i learned that later and and i think what you're doing with your children's books is helping our children find that purpose right by finding joy right because yes we're all gonna go through stuff and and right a lot of us may not have the opportunity to go and and travel and you know what i mean And, and go find but that's awesome that you were right because i know that must have you've gone to harvard like you said so you when you talk about that right like i can no one can see us right now because one day i will put this all on video but right i can see your face when you know it's almost like the addict, right? It's like, okay, Harvard wasn't good enough, right? Even though I went and graduated Harvard and then I went to medic- medical school, right? I could have become a doctor or whatever. And, but that's not good enough because we're having that internal struggle, right?
2: Exactly. Um Exactly.
1: So how did you o- overcome, like I you kind of gave us, but can you get into a little bit more death, how depth, sorry, not death, depth about how, <laughs> yeah. how you overcame that internal struggle and just- Said I'm going to be what I'm going to be, and then This is how I found my way.
2: Yes, you know, at Harvard, it felt like I hit the mountain. Okay, this is where everybody wants to be. I was with all these like elite big shots, you know, and that wasn't my background at all. It was like incredible, and I got to meet them, and I, I, I face to face, I could find out that it was an illusion that power. And wealth and fame, they don't fill the hole inside of us. I feel like I got there and there's nothing there. It was an illusion. So once I saw that, what does fill the hole? And finally, when I found out the answer, it, what fills the soul, what fills us up is gratitude. And it's the most strangest thing because I kept saying, yes, I kept saying, you know, what am I living for? Every day we get up to go to work, to make money, to live another day, to go to, what's the point of it all? And then when I discovered this, it was, it was the greatest thing because I realized we wake up every day to go to work, to make money, to buy food, to live another, like gratitude changes the entire picture. When I was in addiction and active addiction, the world turned gray. I had no morals left. Nothing mattered at all. And when gratitude came back into my life, when I understood the purpose of life is to enjoy this world with the deepest kind of pleasure, and, and express that gratitude for all we've been given. When I learned this, the colors came back. It's like they, the trees suddenly had leaves on them and everything was beautiful. It was like a totally different world. So yeah, what I learned about was the pleasure ladder. And that's what I'm sharing with, with everybody now that this is from ancient mystical wisdom. The pleasure ladder has five rungs on it, like our five fingers on our hand. It's because we have the ability to bring pleasure into our life at any moment, not dependent on anybody else. We can do it. And these five levels of the pleasure ladder, they correspond to the five levels of the human soul. So it's universal. Do you, do you want me to explain what each thing absolutely, is? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
2: Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. So the lowest level are all the natural physical pleasures in this world. So it's like the healthy foods, being in nature, moving, swimming, um, doing yoga, dancing. Um, music, all the pleasures that we can experience with our five senses, they are here to, for us to experience and to fill up our bodies and our souls with good feelings. It, it's, it's wonderful for both. It nourishes both our body and our soul. All these natural things that were created with infinite loving kindness and infinite intelligence for us. So then above that is love. Now, how could love be independent of other people? Because love is actually focusing on the virtues of another. And even in prison, a person like could think about a grandmother that once did a kindness for them, and they are filled with that warm emotional feeling of love. They're uplifted. We, in our minds, can focus on the virtues of another at any time. And feel love. So like when we're in addiction, we feel estrangement, loneliness, disconnection. And here, the lowest level of pleasure brings us connection to a thing, a natural thing. Then the second level is connection to another being. Just with our own thoughts, we can connect. And the third level up is meaning. Um, When we do something good and meaningful in the world, Like helping another person. Um, an example, I was on another show and, and the guy said he was sitting by himself and he, he had two slices of pizza and he was about to plow through the rest of the box by himself. And his neighbor knocks on his door. He helps his neighbor for two minutes. When he comes back, he doesn't want the rest of the pizza anymore. He can put the rest in the fridge because he just helps somebody. He filled up with gratitude. Giving back to someone fills you up. Yep. And higher than that, even higher is is creativity. When When you are putting a unique part of yourself into the world, you're in a zone where you don't feel like eating or sleeping and time doesn't matter. You're in this creative zone. That's an even more lasting pleasure. And the highest pleasure... Is called transcendence. It's that state of awe and wonder when you're like under a starry, starry sky at night and you just, you know, you're a part of a greater universe. And it's also when we transcend our own limitations, when we make that first crack in a bad habit in an addiction and we, we transcend ourselves and become a new person, become, become who we really are. Um, so. Those are the five levels, and they are available to us at any moment. So, when we feel like, you know, doing, getting involved in our addictive behaviors as usual, if we identify, we do that because we want the pleasure to keep lasting. You know, when we We eat the potato chip and we finish the whole bag of potato chips because we don't want the pleasure to end. It comes from a sense of scarcity in our life. We don't feel we have enough pleasure. So when we recognize there's an abundance of pleasure available every moment, that's how, that's how I overcame my addictions and how other people can too, because we have a sense of scarcity. We feel as not enough pleasure for me. So that's why when we get that immediate gratification, we just want to keep doing it. Right. How we over, yeah, we overcome that by recognizing what else can bring you pleasure and bringing more joy into our lives.
1: I couldn't agree with you. <laughs> More, right? And you said something, and I've been teaching this as long as I can remember, at least as a counselor, right? And as a fellow human being. Um, and I'll give you a little background because at about five years sober, I went into the worst depression ever, right? Like I've never experienced anything since, right? I haven't wow. had to go back that deep yes i get depressed once in a while but it's because i'm not doing what i'm supposed to be doing or i'm focusing like as we know if i focus on the negative i'm going to bring nothing but negative and then i'm going to be like why do i feel depressed but you said yes. something about gratitude right so i teach the clients that i work with yes. to do a gratitude journal right yeah i said because yeah. you got to think about it and i tell them i said when you're in your active addiction your mind is not going, oh, this is great. You know, this is so much fun, right? Your your the thoughts are negative. That negative self-talk is at like its highest level. I said, yes. in order to change that, right? Because when you get sober or whatever it is, right? Or clean or sober or quit it a food, ad- whatever the addiction is, right? Yes. Just because you quit that doesn't mean that that voice goes away right away, right? Oh, right. I'm
2: sober.
1: right? So I tell them, to start a gratitude journal. and It's a simple one, right? I go three things in the morning when you first wake up, and then three yes. things at night before you go to sleep. Because neuroscience, as you know, proves that if you put something in your brain positive when you wake up, yes. and then it's the last thing you do, it will build new neural pathways in your brain. And you can't help it become more happy and joyful yes. and and see the world through a different lens or like I've heard before through a new pair of glasses, right? And and see and see the world yes. differently, right? Because, yes. I mean, I don't even watch the news anymore, Broca, but you know, like you could turn on the news and it's just nothing but negative, right? So I try to stay yes. away from that. Um, yep. But you said it, gratitude change. I think gratitude, if you learn how, like you said, even the smallest things in your day yes. to find and be grateful for it just changes everything and and we're going to get into when i ask you a couple of my questions why i put the why in happiness it's a big reason right for for gratitude is right i i believe that we have everything we need to be great today and that means yes encompasses being more happy more joyful you know more creative a more loving you know being able to receive and give love and um. All that. So I just when you were talking, I was just like I'm smiling over here, just going, oh. yeah. right. Because the world needs to hear stuff like that, and we understand. Like Brock and you and I understand. Like, yeah, we're gonna have good days. I like to say good days and bad moments. Right. A bad day yeah. for me is if I decide to go back to my addiction and yeah, and do that cycle all over again. Right. So yes. Um, I try to stay as as po- uh, positive as possible. Um, and I can tell you some things and, you know, I've gone through, but even through the the tragedies that I've had in the last six to seven years, I've always found something to be grateful for, right? To get me through yes. those tough times and, yes, uh, you know, and, and be able to continue trying to help others, you know, in my case, find sobriety and and get yeah. off drugs and alcohol. Um, what else do you have for my audience? And before I get into yes. the questions I love to ask, is there anything else you want to share? You know, that um, could help my audience?
2: Sure. Like that voice never goes away. The voice that's trying to get us to be miserable. It's, it's with us forever and it gets into different disguises. In fact, my latest children's book is called Don't Read This Book. It's, it's, it's written. By that voice, the voice, and it's teaching children how to respond to that voice because it's always there. But like you said, when you create more neural pathways of gratitude, that voice, it can't withstand it. This, it makes it slink away. What can you say? The voice says, if I just have that, if you just have that, then you'll be happy. And you go, you get into the habit of saying. Oh, I'm happy with what I've got right now. Like, like, look how much of my body is healthy. Look at all the parts of my body that are working. Look, I have a roof over my head right now. I have so much to be grateful for. And and you learn how to talk back to that voice. And the truth that I learned, this book took me 30 years to write because I didn't get the ending of the book until last year. This is like just, you know, you just keep learning. Right. I The the thing that I learned was that voice really wants you to overcome it. It wants you to build your gratitude muscles, pushing it off. And of course, we don't always do that. We succumb plenty of times, but that's why it's given to you. It's also given for a good purpose. So we can, it actually wants you to succeed. That's the amazing thing that I didn't realize for so many years. So it's really good for children to learn that early on in life.
1: Right. Which I wish I would have learned earlier on because then it wouldn't have took me (laughs) as long, you know. But, you know, they always say, God, you learn in God's time and his timing is always perfect. And and yes, I wouldn't trade anything that I've gone through, right? Because it has made me the person who I am today. Exactly. If I didn't, if I didn't, I wouldn't be sitting here with you having this wonderful conversation about how how we need to teach our kids to get rid of that, you know? Because what you said it like in the beginning, like to help avoid abuse, right? We know there's some horrible stories about children that are abused out there every day. And yeah, you know, and it was, uh, you know, I want sometimes I'll go on to Netflix, right? And, um, and you know, I, I go scroll through the different genres, right? And I see this documentary and this there's this kid about this one child in LA where the whole system failed this yes. poor child, right? Let alone what his parents did to him, right? And then, um, right my my wife had shared a book with me about this gentleman who wrote about his child abuse it's one of the worst recorded uh cases of abuse on record right but how he but what i what i share that why i share that is this gentleman turned his mess into a message and he showed the world right he showed the world how he doesn't have to be defined by that abuse, right? That he could turn his, I mean, he's a best-selling author and he's written more books since then, but I forget the name. And, and when I do, I'll message it to you because I'm sure you're going to like. Beautiful. Like, I, I read this part of it and I'm, you know, my wife said she's read it two or three times, but even though it's sad. But in the end, if you read it through the whole thing, right? the The, the overcoming that he did, right? And how he didn't let that abuse define who he is today and that's what we need to do with our children right like you see so many horrible things and we talked about and I'm not going to get into it but what we talked about uh what they're trying to put into our school libraries and stuff for children um right but ultimately like you said it's our job right as parents as grandparents is to protect our children and teach them right what what it is, what it, like I say, what it means to be a human being, right? And that doesn't mean to be a jerk or it's to put your hand out when someone needs help. Yeah. But yet yeah, don't let someone take advantage of you. Right. And, and learn yes. those things. Right. Um, yes. so there's a couple of questions I love to ask my guests. Right. And we've, we could probably go for hours. I, I know it. Um, but I want to ask you, so I wrote a book myself and it's about my journey from active addiction into recovery and things I've learned and things I practice, but it's called Fearless Happiness. Wow. Um, My addiction, my battles, my recovery. So I'm going to ask you, what does fearless mean to you, Bracca? And how does that show up in your life on a daily basis?
2: Yeah, fearless, fearless to me, it's, it's. It's trusting in ultimate goodness. That's what changed for me because I was really afraid of life at one point. And now I trust that there's an ultimate good purpose to everything we go through. All the challenges, all the pain. It's all leading us to an ultimate good. That's, that's, um, that's what fearless means to me now because my life I live much, much more fearlessly than I ever did before.
1: I know, and you know, because I can hear it in your voice, right? I know, I because I back then, I I can't believe how much I lived in fear. But yes. I would, but I would, you know, because I would tell myself, "I'm not fear. I don't fear nobody." You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, but every time, you know, back in my addiction, I always realized that when I was doing my drugs, I drugs and alcohol. It was because i was in a lot of fear right and we kind of talked about i was in fear that i wasn't good enough right and i didn't have what i wanted and you know then the guilt and shame and all that that the voices, right right? um right and and that's why i ask that right because if we think about it will we truly ever be fearless right and i repeat this all the time probably not but we can learn to fear less and still yes. grow up and be a better human being always continuing to learn and grow and then pass on these things that we learn as adults to our children so that right we, they're going to make mistakes obviously right and we're yep. going to be there for them yep. but if we can equip them with that knowledge that it's okay to do that that's how you're going to learn right like I think yes. I just did a post about like failing forward and failing's okay because as long as you learn the lesson you're going to actually succeed in the end. Right. It may suck at the time. Right. But yes,
2: yes. you've
1: gone through it. I've gone through it. Right. And if you think about it, some of our, at least I'll speak for myself. Some of my biggest failures have ended up turning myself or turning into my biggest wins in the end, because I learned that I I was open enough to go, okay, that didn't work. So I'm not going to repeat that, but here's what I can do differently. Right. Um, Beautiful right and i like to tell my audience and the guy and the clients i work with right be the example of what to do not what Mm -hmm. we did that we were already the examples of what not to do let's turn our lives around right by practicing gratitude right being more you know fearing less and 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 being a better human being every day right
2: yes exactly
1: right exactly um, you know i have some extreme you know examples that i've read about right like david goggins who's the next navy seal right <laughs> the guy runs 100 those ultra marathons and, and yes. other seals like i've read a book from jocko willinick which talks about extreme ownership which taught me to own my stuff no matter what if i'm responsible just be accountable and own it don't wow. blame anybody right because i learned in my addiction when i was pointing the finger i always had three pointing back at me so I try try not to. Yes. Right? So that leads me into into the next question is happiness. And if you could see, I put a Y in it for a reason. Um, and some people go, You spelled it wrong. Of course I did. I did it (laughs) on purpose. I did it on purpose. But knowing (laughs) I put that Y in there, and then if you want to ask me later, but uh what does happiness look like for you? And how does that show up in your life on a daily basis?
2: Can I ask you right now before I forget? No, why is there a why in there?
1: Right. Okay. And you kind of alluded to it earlier, right? Happiness comes from us, like uh, inside us, right? Yes. Because as I've shared with my audience, like my wife can't make me happy. My kids can't make me happy. Right. My grandkids can make me happy because they're so darn (laughs) cute. But you get what I mean? Like I can't. Like we've did that. You did it in your addiction with food and yes. binging. And then, you know what I mean? I did it yep. with drugs yep. that never filled yep. the hole and made me happy. Right. Right. But when I practiced that gratitude and I, I was okay with what I have at the moment. Right. And yes. like you said, going outside and seeing the blue sky, right? Yes. That made me happy. So does that make sense? Yes. So yes. what is, yes. what does happiness mean to you, Braca? And how does that the happiness
2: for you? yes, the secret to happiness is gratitude that it's it's that simple. It really is. We can practice it with something as small as a raisin. you know it's yeah. it's that simple it's that is the secret to happiness in life. Um, I love this expression. What's the difference between a happy life and a miserable life? how grateful you are that's really it
1: i love that that's like a saying that i learned from (laughs) from some mentors and the sponsor right Their saying was this though if you're not grateful today what day are you waiting on
2: wow and i
1: would just go oh you guys are jerks you know what i mean like but it made sense after a while like what day are we waiting on right Every exactly. day I wake up and my eyes open, I'm grateful, right? I look over, there's yes. my wife, she's healthy, I'm grateful. My grandkids Yay. are healthy, you know what I mean? Yay. Doing this podcast interview with you is, I'm so grateful that I have this opportunity yes. to yes. talk to you and have you on my show and then share your perspectives, right? And your books with my audience. So thank you for that. Me, I, I. It's awesome. Me too. Ahead. You know what Me I mean? Too. Like, it's a
2: total, total honor to be with you. I can't tell you. Thank you. <laughs>
1: um, So if people I, I don't I didn't because we did this quickly. Right. And I didn't get to do a lot of research. But oh, yeah, I know they can get your books on Amazon. Correct. Right? Yeah, so, And
2: I tell people you could get the best place is my is my website because okay, my children run it. And it's their business. I'm not a salesperson. They deal with that. But here I tell people, listen to this. You don't have to buy my books. You can tell your public library to order them. That gets it out to the public and the message keeps spreading. So you don't have to spend the money. Your public library is happy to order the books. And I think that's a great thing to do.
1: Absolutely. And that's a great reminder, especially if my <laughs> folks are out there that are listening that are following politics and you see what they're putting in our libraries. Uh Let's go support Brock and get her books <laughs> in the library, because that's the ones I want to see in the library. Right. Teaching our kids purpose and how to find yes. happiness and how to be yeah. grateful and and to, you know, take care of themselves. Right. and And find yes. that internal joy that makes them grow as a human being.
2: Wow. exactly
1: right so you heard it everybody uh can you give our audience the website and i'll put it in the show notes but where can they find you what's the website address
2: yeah it's called getsbookshop.com my last name is get spelled g-o-e-t-z getsbookshop.com and my children will be so happy if you visit them on the website
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice i love it so i get to ask you one more question before. Sure. It's my favorite. It's actually my favorite one that I like to ask my guests before we part ways and, and go back to our lives. And that is, what is one piece of advice, Brocka, that you could give my audience that will help them grow as a human being and become better human beings? What's that one okay. piece of advice?
2: I got to just say this. Picture a man on top of a building ready to jump off, Okay. And this lady, she sees him from across the way and she says, don't jump, don't jump. I'm sure your life is filled with tons of pain, many problems. But what What if in addition to all your problems, what if you were blind as well? What if you were blind and just now you were given the gift of sight? Would you still jump off? And he screams back, of course not. She goes, well, you've been blind. Now you have the gift of sight. There are blessings in your life. There are so many blessings in your life. Open your eyes and see them. that That's all of us. We're all up there. You know, that is all of us. We've all been there. We've all experienced this, ready to give up on life. So just know, open your eyes and be grateful for what you already have.
1: Boom. You heard that, audience. Not what you don't have, not what you're going to get, but what you do have, right? And I think that's most important, right, is being happy and grateful for where we are today, right, at this moment. Because that's what we all yes. really have, right?
0: Yesterday's
1: yes. gone, right? Tomorrow's not promised, as they say. So enjoy God's present, which is the present, right? And yes. just right? be be happy with what is going on in your life, right? Yeah, you might have some struggles going on, but yes, just lean in and be grateful that you could actually do that and you'll get to the other side. And you know, yes. it'll just it'll probably give you more things to be grateful for when you go through challenges like that. So yeah I appreciate that, yes. Broca. This has been such a, a wonderful, wonderful time. I'm probably gonna have to bring you on again down the road. We can just have a talk on on so many different topics, I bet. Um, but any last words besides that, that you would like to give my audience?
2: I just want to thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank, thank you. you.
1: Thank you. So you got it there, folks. If Brock had made you smile, if she made you think, if she made you laugh, if she made you ponder, and then, uh, you know, like what I like to say, if she made you go, Hmm, please go to Thanks. iTunes and leave a five-star review. So people can find the podcast and please, uh, Leave a nice message uh, if you can. Um, And until next time, I'll see you all later. Have a great evening, a great afternoon, or a great morning, wherever you are in this world, and just be blessed. Thank
0: you, everybody. Are you tired of being weighed down by life's traumas and struggles? Join the Fearless Happiness lifestyle and let us guide you toward a brighter future. Explore past podcast episodes and get a copy of the Fearless Happiness book to ignite your inner strength. If you or someone you love is battling addiction or facing challenges related to unresolved trauma, know that we are here for you. Visit maxnates.org, M-A-X-N-I-J-S-T dot O-R-G and take the first steps toward finding your fearless happiness. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of Fearless Happiness.